Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. Uh, that was a fun conversation uh, just now with uh, Rosemary Rusa. And, uh, you know, the connection that Coastal Mississippi has to the Apollo program and to space in general is just incredible. Um, and with that in mind, I want to bring Adele Lyons, who's the executive director for the Mississippi Coast Chamber, into the conversation and just say, you know, when you think about the role that Stennis has played in, you know, sort of the um, diversification of the coast economy, it is really significant, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Stennis is so much bigger than people really think from the standpoint of landmass, people, organizations, agencies, buying power, um, you know, the whole nine yards. It's um, It's kind of a little hidden gem. And of course, it's harder to get out there um, due to security reasons now than you used to be able to. But just, um, you know, very interesting. Um, and the fact that it's here in South Mississippi is is really something that we need to be, you know, super proud of. And I think people are. Well, when John F. Kennedy made that challenge that we're going to go to the moon, and we did it in such a short period of time, the the leaders of coastal Mississippi were so smart in the way that they lobbied to create this buffer zone. Now, the bu- why the buffer zone is so important is because uh, as you as you think about testing these enormous um, engines, they can be uh, they can be super loud, and so they could infringe on you know people's you know their residential places nearby and so on. So having this buffer zone around the test facility was really critical to the to the success of the uh, of the facility. And one of the things that, that Adele just pointed out, it's literally a city. So you have so you know you have so many uh, the Navy, Navy oceanographic uh, 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 oceanography is there. You've got you got some of the biggest supercomputers in the world there. You've got, obviously NASA is there in the test facility, and the list goes on from there. But we're really, really lucky to have it. I often refer to that as being one of the bookends, of course, with Ingalls being the bookend uh-huh. on the other side. Hey, yesterday I had uh, Hunter Lindsay. Actually, last week I had Hunter Lindsay and, uh, and Lindsay Hunter, Mitchell on. Hunter Easterling. Uh, what did I say? Hunter Lindsay. You can buy Oh, I'm sorry. One. Kind of like, um, sorry about that. Yeah, kind of like celebrities where you merge <laughs> their names together. <laughs> it really did, didn't it? Didn't it? Hunter Easterling and Lindsay Mitchell, um, man, they are great representatives of uh, Coast Young Professionals, aren't they? Yeah, Coast Young Professionals um, has really been such a great organization. It started, I guess, we're in about our twelfth year. That was the brainchild of Kimberly Nastasi, the previous CEO of the Coast Chamber. And, you know, how young professionals, they want to be involved, but they don't want to be involved in the chamber right away that they see really as their parents' chamber. And so this gave them a way to sort of grow their their roots, uh, learn about leadership, learn about being involved in the community. And then most of them sort of upgrade um, as they grow in age to the coast chamber. And it's really been, you know, a pipeline for us. And they they do great work in and of themselves um, over the years have really done some tremendous things. And we're really proud of that group. So when I was publisher of the Sun-Herald, I had the opportunity to mentor Kimberly Nastasi. And so we spent a lot of time together. I remember when she came in to talk to me about this vision she had for this organization. 
It's amazing how fast time flies, isn't it, Adele? <laughs> time just well, speeds no, by. It is. And, and when I worked with the Knight Foundation, um, they also came to me about trying to provide some funding to get that organization started off and for them to do some initial training um, with some other groups across the country. And that was just really er- early on in that sort of YP movement um, in chambers and community development organizations. And so we were happy to do that because you know, if we can grow our own leaders in our community, um, it, it just makes it, um, you know, the future is bright. It is bright. It is so bright. And, you know, the opportunity to do leadership development and the importance of doing leadership development on a region as complex as coastal Mississippi. I mean, people may think they understand it, but it's not until you get into an organization like Leadership Gulf Coast or the master's program for the Gulf Coast, uh, for, the, uh, um, uh, for the business council or YPO, that you really begin to understand how all the dots connect. And I mean, it's a complex place, and it takes a lot of, uh, of, of great leadership to make this place tick. I, I mean, I can't overstate that, can I? No. Um, you know, like, like I said, um, I can remember when I joined the chamber, and it was sort of my, my friend's parents that I was going to meetings with, and it was kind of awkward a little bit at first. Um, I remember the one person was Liz Joachim and I, Hey, Miss Liz, you know, that was what I always knew her as. And she's like, you got to stop that. We're like <laughs> the same meetings. I'm just Liz. And, you know, Southern um, etiquette, how we are, that was sort of weird for me. Um, but to see these folks kind of take it upon themselves in their own organization and plot out their program of work and what topics and content are going to be important to them that they want to learn about. And, um, it's always really cool when we have somebody come in, um, you know, it's called insights where they hear from a CEO or, you know, somebody else um, in the community that's a little bit older, wiser, has something to share. And, and just the notes they're taking and the takeaways from that is always just unbelievable. Well, you know, when I was coming up, I mean, there were some leadership development opportunities, but nothing like Leadership Gulf Coast. It came along later. And of course, you know, the master's program didn't get it developed until after Katrina because of the Coast Business Council coming together after Katrina. And then, of course, you know, we didn't have a Coast Young Professionals. But when I, when I became publisher of the Sun-Herald in 2001 and worked so hard in the beginning of my publishership to create the Community Leaders Awards and the Top 10 Under 40, and that was all about trying to hold those people up as examples. So when I would call them to tell them that they, they had won the award, I would say, congratulations on the recognition. But more important now, we get to actually use you as a tool. We get to hold you up as an example that other people can follow. And I'm so excited that you guys, within the guys of the One Coast Award, have been able to keep that going. That's so important, isn't it, to have these people that we can hold up as an example. Yeah, and you know what's really interesting about that, Ricky, is the number of people who get um, who are named in the top ten um, young young professionals, you know, under forty, that then a few years later move up and they're receiving the community leader award, the ten community leader award. So we're seeing people really progress, and and that number has really grown. Um, so you know, we're we're carrying on that event as you mentioned. And we'll be hosting that event this year. Our plan is to host it with our Business and Technology Expo, which mm-hmm. will be on August the 13th, which is a Friday. And we will do that as a breakfast to kind of kick off the expo and continue with those One Coast Awards. You know, unfortunately, last year we did it as a virtual event, but it, it really worked out you know, pretty cool. Um, but people just love the being in the room together and finding out you know, who those 10 
under 40 are and who those 10 community leaders are. It's, it's quite a proud moment. Yeah, I looked forward to it every single year. I actually spent some time with Todd Trenchard yesterday, and he reminded me what you just said, that so many in the young, in the, in the top 10 under 40 became top 10 community leaders somewhere along the way. And one of the examples he gave me was John Hairston was, uh, you know, uh, identified as one of the young up-and-comers, and you see him today as, as yeah. the uh, chairman of Hancock Whitney and the, and the work that he's doing today is just really incredible. Hey, let's talk about the pandemic for a second. It's, it's, you know, I, I, I shared this this on Friday, but one of the one of the most recent stats is that we got to get the seventy five to eighty percent of uh, vaccination in the United States before we can begin to understand what new normal looks like on the other side of this. And as of last week, only two percent had gotten the second shot. So it's it's I know that it's continually ramp, ramping up, but we've got a long way to go to get to that moment. Um, it may be the end of 2021. It may be that we stay in this mode for a while, but is this the way you read it as well? Yeah, um, I, you know, I was encouraged this morning. I read that um, COVID is down 14%, um, but that the hospitals are still, you know, packed with people. So it seems to be that the numbers are going down, but the people that are sick are still really, really sick. And the people who are getting sick are still really, really sick. So. Um, you know, it, it's so hard to judge. It's, it's I'm so um, I'm so weary of saying I don't know and let's see and we'll we'll hope for the best and see what's going to happen as we plan chamber events. Um, you know, virtual has been great and it's been a just a way to really our numbers are huge reaching out to people. But so much of it is just that that face to face, touch and base, seeing people. And when we'll be able to do that, I, I don't know. And like I said, it just um, I hate. I hate using that phrase, you know, I just don't know, you know, uncertainty is um, challenging, but, um, you know, I think we're going to get there. We've made it this far. We, we're good to go to the end. Yeah, I, I understand the frustration. I really do. But look, here's the thing I continue to say on my show and, and you know this, and I don't need to remind you of this, but the role that your chamber has played in being this conduit for all these programs that are to help small businesses and others kind of, you know, get through this and sharing best practices and keeping, you know, all these opportunities, whether it be seminars or chamber meetings, you mentioned your use of technology a few minutes ago, but all of those things add up to an economic recovery in Mississippi that is number three in the nation and the coast has performed extraordinarily well. Uh, uh, tourism, our tourism recovery is among the best in the United States. So how did we do that? Well, we did that because of something you and I have talked about many times. We're, we're very resilient. We know how to bounce back. We, we don't let much dust settle when a disaster happens. We just kind of get on with it. But the Chamber's played such a critical role in that. You're going to continue to play a critical role in that. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about that, and then we'll talk about some upcoming events that are going to happen. This is the Dell Lions and the Coast Chamber. Coast View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by Allen Toyota on I-10, exit 38 Gulfport. See all of the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think Allen Toyota. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. 
This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We have Adele Lyons, the Executive Director of the Coast Chamber, with us today. And when we went to break, we were just talking about the chambers that go along the coast of Mississippi have played this vital role as a conduit for all kinds of critical information, sharing best practices, how to survive in a pandemic, all this stuff. And sort of during the break, I said, I know you didn't need that pep talk, but I say it anyway, just to remind people of the work that's going on. But you, you admitted that it, you can get weary. I mean, it just, I mean, it just, it's time to get on the other side of this. And that's, I think a lot of people feel that way. Don't they Adele? Yeah. You know, the good thing is not everybody feels weary at the same time. So just like you did, we can, we can keep each other's uh, spirits up and know that um, good things are happening. We're moving forward. Um, you know, we're seeing, like you mentioned, the PPP program is back out. So small businesses and businesses in our community are able to take, take advantage of the resources that the federal government's offering. We've done a program recently about vaccines, and we had a fair number of people jump on because there is still a lot of misconceptions or unknowns or um, maybe even some falsehoods out there about um, vaccines. And so we had a um, representative from Memorial Hospital talk about that, and we want the business community to hear and understand that so that when your um, employees come to you and say, hey, I've got an appointment, you know, you're, you're okay with letting them be off, take that time out of the office to go get that vaccine because that can make a world of difference for your staff. Like you said, just um, as each person gets that vaccine, it's just making it more safe and, um, you know, for, for your staff within your office, especially if you're working together physically. Well, you mentioned the new round of PPP, which is the Payroll Protection Program. And I should also add that uh, since uh, Coastal Mississippi was declared a disaster area as a result of Hurricane Zeta, we have we have the federal disaster relief funds that are available as well. You might mention just a little bit about that, Adele. Yeah, so the PPP, the deadline on that is uh, March the 31st. So we still got a little bit of time. If businesses have not applied or if they think they're interested in the second round, they really need to contact their banker because that's who you you borrow the you you go through the process with a local or a, a banking institution. And so go to your regular banker and talk to them about it. And I've had a couple of people say, hey, I'm not sure that I need that. I'm not sure that I meet the 25% um, you know, level on that. Let your banker help you figure that out and look at those forms. And and there's also a tax credit that's out there. Take a look at that. Um, we've got some programs that we recorded that are on our, our website. You can go take a look at it and rewatch those. And we can certainly try to point people in the right direction. And then the SBA disaster loans are also open. And uh, there's two different programs that you can, you know, if you've had physical damage to your facility, there's money to borrow. And if you had economic damage uh, to your business because of Zeta, there's money there as well. So, you know, people just need to take advantage of those. And then we have coming up next week just a, a program about general business financing. You know, most people, when they start a business, the first thing there is where, you know, where am I going to get the money to do this? And it always just hurts my heart when I hear people that um, took an advance on their credit card because that's a huge interest rate. Um, you know, certainly you're going to have to invest some of your own money and your savings. Um, but there's also loan programs available. And so we'll have a program on that next week. There's a couple different agencies here, here on the coast that um, can help with that. 
Well, in the case of the PPP program, it's forgivable. Of most, right. you know, yeah, so that's important. In the case of the disaster relief loan, it, uh, loan it's a low interest, but longer term. Right, and, um, 30 years. Yeah, and the reality of it, you know, the, you've got, as you pointed out, you got the physical damage, but you also the economic damage. In the midst of the pandemic, you, you know, you, you've, been, you've been impacted, and the Zeta also impacted you. So you owe it to yourself if you own a business, and you, and you need still some money to fill some gaps to get on the other side of this. Don't let these deadlines pass where you don't at least look into it. Absolutely. And, you know, like I said, we still have some time, but um, most of these forms are pretty easy. They're pretty quick to fill out. Um, there is some documentation you will need, but most businesses would have that handy. Please don't wait to the last minute, the last, you know, the night before they're due to start working on this, because this could really be the difference of your business surviving or not. And we want to keep our business community as active and prosperous as we can on the Gulf Coast. It just, it affects us all. I, I really appreciate the role you guys are playing in, in that. Like I said, a conduit to this really important information. we got just a couple of seconds left. Uh, what else is coming up? Well, uh, on February the 19th at 8 o'clock in the morning, we have a session specifically for restaurants. And we're calling it Show Me the Money Restaurant Edition. And there are some specific things in the PPP to help restaurants on the coast. Um, there's other programs and resources that are available grant, um, um, legal, pro bono um, work that's available. And so we're asking people to really encourage restaurants to jump on that. Um, to not have local restaurants in our community, to just have chain restaurants would really be a shame. And yeah. so, you know, we're, we're trying to reach out. We know they're busy. We know some people serve breakfast. They might not be able to jump on that. Um, but try to have somebody from your organization participate. Uh, we're just seeing, you know, Robert St. John did a great editorial um, in the Wall Street Journal. And I know, I think you're talking with him about the survival of local restaurants. And it's, it's just crucial. And so we're trying to do anything we can to help. I hope people will jump on that and attend that. Well, Dale, I really appreciate you joining me today, and uh, we'll get together again in a week or two and just stay in touch with what the latest is. Things are kind of moving fast, but you, your point about Robert St. John's, amazing leader from Mississippi, had a great vote in the Senate last week, so things are moving in the right direction. So we'll talk to you soon, and uh, have a great day. All right. Thank you, Ricky. You bet. Thank you, Broadcasting safe and sound from the Coastal Mississippi Studios, this is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.